Hello, sweet faces. My name is Jessie, and welcome to my podcast, Tea with the Gods. Today, I am so excited because we will be discussing one of my favorite methods of worshiping, devotional activities. If you follow me on Tumblr, then you have most likely heard me on multiple occasions mention devotional acts. But for as much as I love them, I never actually made an individual post about them. Don't ask me why, I have no idea, but that's why I'm really, really excited to finally give this awesome topic its own episode where I can go into depth as to why it's a perfect method of worship for the modern Hellenic. So since I'm so giddy and eager to dive right in, how about you dedicate a cup of delicious hot tea to the gods and let's get started. So what are devotional activities? They are exactly what they sound like, activities that you do in devotion to a god or gods. Think of them like offerings, except they are activities instead of physical items. As I said before, I am a huge fan of devotional acts, and you're probably wondering why that is. Well, there's a few benefits to doing devotional acts, both for the gods and also for you. Firstly, devotional acts have the potential to help you better yourself. Whether it be trying to learn a new skill, incorporating healthy habits into your routine, or just getting through some of those mundane tasks. Turning these activities into devotional acts gives them more meaning and a deeper purpose, which means you are much more likely to accomplish the tasks and your goals. Let me give you an example. You're an Apollo worshiper who really wants to learn to play the guitar. So you decide to devote your practice sessions to him. By doing so, you have made practicing guitar part of your religion, which gives it a higher purpose. The sessions aren't just about learning to play the guitar. They are about giving something special to Apollo, which I believe will make you more likely to stick to the practicing. And as a result, you accomplish your goal of learning to play the guitar. Win-win. Here's another example. You're an Aphrodite devotee looking to make self-care part of your routine, but when you're struggling with your own self-worth, it can be hard to implement things that are just for you. So you dedicate your self-care sessions to Aphrodite. Now those sessions aren't just about you, but also about Aphrodite, which means you'll do them and stick with them and practicing self-care daily can help with self-love, mental illnesses, and overall wellness and happiness. So again, win-win. Also, let me just add as a last point, I freaking hate doing chores. Loathe and despise with a passion that burns in the pit of airy stomach. But dedicating those chores to Hestia makes them a bit more bearable. Like, I won't do it for cleanliness, but for Hestia, I'll wash every dish in the damn house. So, to reiterate, devotional acts, they help you get shit done. Another benefit to devotional acts, oh yes, there's more, my friends, is that they are perfect for spoonies, or people who have low energy thanks to chronic illnesses, disabilities, and mental health illnesses. As someone who suffers from both anxiety and depression, this is one of the main reasons I love devotional acts so much. 
Even on your worst days, you can find ways to continue to worship. How, you ask? See, the magical thing about devotional acts is that they can be anything. Seriously, anything. You can turn any act you wish into a devotional act, which is great for people who find themselves bedridden or who only have enough energy to do the bare essentials. Activities like reading, blogging, taking a shower, even watching a movie can all be devotional acts. This is why my first recommendation for people struggling with low spoons or energy is to try establishing some devotional acts to help maintain worship even through rough times. They require little to no energy to do and can even be created from activities you already do, which keeps the energy needed to do them low. And going back to my first point, doing devotional acts while in a low state has the potential to help pull you out of that mood. You're connecting to your gods and also being active in some way. Regardless of what the activity is, the act of doing something can help tremendously with your overall mood. It makes you feel accomplished and proud, which of course will lift your spirits and get you off that hamster wheel of negative thinking. This concept doesn't just apply to Spoonies. It works also for those with hectic and busy lives between work, school, family obligations, appointments, and other personal shit, sometimes it's difficult to find time to breathe, let alone worship. Again, this is why I find devotional acts to be perfect for the modern worshiper. Because they can be any activity, you turn things you are already doing into devotional acts, which helps you worship without needing any extra time. Getting ready in the morning can be dedicated to Aphrodite, eating breakfast to Demeter, attending class to Athena, going to a doctor's appointment to Apollo. The possibilities are literally endless. It's honestly like you're taking the gods with you through your day, each one standing beside you as you go along, which is truly a comforting feeling and makes the day feel a lot less stressful, at least in my opinion. And my last point of why devotional acts are the bee's knees is that they are wonderful for worshipers who have to be hush-hush about their worship. Some followers, unfortunately, because of living situations, can't have a permanent altar or shrine out in the open or give regular offerings. They have to be mindful of what they do and how they worship. I know this is a big hang-up for a lot of you, but no worries. There is a solution. And yes, you guessed it. The solution is devotional activities. As I said before, devotional acts can be anything, which means you can turn any mundane, inconspicuous task into a devotional act and no one will have any inkling of what you're doing. And as you will see in the next part, you don't need anything other than your own thoughts to turn an activity into a devotional one. So the whole process from start to finish is completely undetectable. And with that said, because they require no tools or ingredients to perform, they are great for Hellenics on a budget or with no income. Honestly, devotional acts are basically the Aphrodite pandemos of worship. They are for all. All the people, regardless of your background, environment, lifestyle, living situation, whatever. Devotional acts, they got you covered. So before we move on to the next part, let me just summarize why devotional acts kick so much ass. 
They are a win-win type of situation where both you and your gods benefit. They require little to no energy, so are great for spoonies. Any activity can be a devotional act, making them perfect for people with busy and hectic lives. They can be inconspicuous, which makes them a great method of worship for those wanting to keep their devotion hidden. And since no tools or ingredients are required, they are budget-friendly. See? I told you they were awesome. Now you know why I love them so much and can't stop talking about them. Alright, now let's move on to the how part. How exactly do you go about setting up and establishing a devotional activity? Just like with many things within the Hellenic religion, at least the way I go about it, the how of devotional acts are very customizable. There isn't just one way to do it. The only requirement is that you let the God you are devoting the act to know that you are devoting that act to them. How you go about that is completely up to you, but let me give you some options to help you out. The simplest and easy way is to say a small prayer before you perform the action you wish to devote. In the prayer, you should address the God and indicate to them the activity you will be doing in their honor. You can also specify that this activity will always be done in devotion to them. That way you won't have to continue to say the prayer each time the act is performed. I personally think it's also a nice idea to explain in your prayer why you're doing the activity and why you're dedicating it to them. This isn't necessary, but I find the more I share with my deities, the deeper our bonds grow, and I hold myself accountable for the things I say to them. So if I tell Aphrodite I'm devoting self-care sessions to her because I want to love myself more, then I'm much more likely to apply myself to that goal. It also gives Aphrodite more insight of what my wishes and desires are, and maybe where she could provide guidance. Again, it isn't required, but I still encourage you to give it a try. When praying, you have the option of speaking out loud or in your head. It depends on what makes you comfortable. You can, of course, make a more grand ritual out of it with candles, incense, and some divination to speak to your God about the activity if you wish. But I find the praying on its own to be quite effective, and it fits with the theme of convenience and low maintenance of devotional acts. Now, as I said before, in your prayer, you can state that this activity will always be done in the honor of your God so that you don't need to recite the prayer each time the activity is performed. So then what do you do when engaging in devotional activities after the initial time? All you have to do is think about your God before the activity or even during it. You can even take it up a notch and have a conversation with them while participating in the activity. Basically, you just need some sort of acknowledgement on your part or a way to include the gods in the act. Lastly, let's go over some possible examples of devotional acts for some of the gods to help you brainstorm for your own worship. I'll list more activities for each god in their episode of the Meet the Gods. Household chores and cleaning for Hestia. Voting for Zeus. Spending time with your family for Hera. Any creative pursuit for Apollo, enjoying nature for Artemis, studying, reading, or any kind of learning for Athena, language study, traveling of any kind, and saving money for Hermes, makeup routines, pamper sessions, and methods of coping for Aphrodite, workout routines for Aries, 
gardening or caring for a plant for Demeter, swimming, sailing, surfing, or just enjoying the beach for Poseidon, doing something fun for the hell of it for Dionysus, make jewelry or sculpt for Hephaestus, do shadow work for Persephone, and pet a dog for Hades. I also want to add that while devotional acts do have the potential to benefit you personally, they also have the ability to help others. Some of the most powerful devotional acts revolve around volunteer work, donating to charities or organizations, and anything else you can do to give back and be of service to your community. You can find a charity, organization, or cause that aligns with your God and do something to aid it in the honor of your God, like donating and speaking in support of Planned Parenthood for Aphrodite, or volunteering to help homeless youths in honor of Apollo and Artemis. So definitely think about how you can use some devotional activities, not just to better yourself, but also the world. So with all my blabbering, I hope you can now see the magic of devotional activities and why I'm such a big fan. They are extremely versatile, convenient, low maintenance, beneficial, and most importantly, powerful. Because of these reasons, I encourage you to try and incorporate them into your own worship. Things like this are much easier to grasp and understand when experienced. So give it a try and let me know how it goes. All right, my cutie pies, that about wraps up this episode. I really hope you found it helpful and useful. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts. So either comment below or come chat with me on my Tumblr and Instagram, both the Pastel Priestess. So I'm thinking since I did my favorite topic for this episode, that the next one I'll do my least favorite, which is actually probably the most popular topic, communicating with deities. It's October, so I have to scare the hell out of myself in some way. So yeah, I'll talk all about the misconceptions of communication with the gods, how it's done, how it's not done, methods to use, and also why I'm not a fan. It's going to be fun, so I hope you'll join me then. Thank you so much for listening and being the beautiful beings that you are. May the gods wrap you in warmth and comfort. I love you guys. Bye.